Big talk. What's going on? We're back. Finally. It's been a while. It's been a long time since we've had a had an episode of Big Talk. Um, I've had a lot of people asking me when this episode's coming out, when we're doing the third episode, when's more Big Talk coming? Um, here it is. Big Talk. The last one we did, when was that? Um, end of last year with Cousin Leth. That was a good episode. Um, but it's been a while. That's like, what, nearly a year. Um, it was like December last year. So this one, is it's a long time coming. Um, this is third episode. It's kind of seemed like a bit like it's cursed, you know. I've tried to get this one happening more than once. Um, I even recorded it last year with a couple of the boys, um, and it turned out shit. Was it last year, early this year, one of those? And it turned out shit. We were just chatting too much shit. It didn't really flow. Um, it was no good. Um, and then, and then I was gonna do another episode right before. All these lockdown restrictions didn't end up happening. Then I was going to do a solo episode, didn't happen. I actually recorded this episode last week and it turned out shit. Um, just sometimes that's how it goes. Um, my thoughts were all jumbled and that. Like I tried to do it real unprepared and I kind of realised, you know, if you, if you plan on talking for, you know, an hour or so by yourself, you better prepare some shit that you're going to say or it's going to sound like shit. Um... Yeah, so you know, um, it's been a bit of a bit of a wild time um, this year, so it's prevented a lot of shit from happening. Um, it's kind of given me more creative time, I guess, for the music and that, um, which is good. But you know, I haven't put anything out since that. Um, I think I put a video out for Unordained, a song from Already Dead. Um, I think the, that was the last thing I released a video for that. Um, but yeah, here we are. We're back. Big talk. Yeah, I've been really keen to get this episode out. Um, this podcast is like one of my favourite things that I do. You know, like I love the music and that, but I, I get more excited about this podcast sometimes um, because po- everybody loves podcasts. You know, they're I think they're a really good medium to like kind of um, you know express certain points of view, um, just gain general interest. They're really entertaining. Um, and it's good to get people on and kind of get an insight into their mind. That's why I like, I think that's what I like most about podcasts. You get an insight into people's mind. Like, you know, we had Caleb Colt and Cousin Leth on. And, you know, if you listen to their music or even if you know them, you know, most people that listen to this are, you know, people from the, the area that um, that know us anyway. Um, but you can get an insight into, you know, who we are, what we stand for, you know. It's one thing to hear the music, but it's another thing to hear us talk about what we mean by that music or where we come from and all that it gives you... A, better understanding, kind of a bigger picture, um, yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm real excited about this podcast, um, you know, hopefully we can get more guests and that on there, um, after, after the lockdown, because we're, you know, can't really do shit right now, that's why I'm doing this episode solo, otherwise I would have had someone on, um, then I can, you know, get more guests on, kind of get the ball rolling a bit more, but, you know, we're starting it, here's the, you know, for third episode, you know, after a while, um, so we get something out there, you know, there are some things I wanted to talk about, um, oh yeah, don't mind the, the birds chirping in the background or any other, you know, unintended noise, I'm filming this in my garage, you know, we're pretty, a small budget on big talk, um, over time we'll improve it, you know, I'll improve my podcast hosting abilities and all that as well, um, 
you know, it's pretty, it's pretty underground right now. Um, but we're doing something. That's, that's the main thing, you know. Um, it's not, it's not perfect. And even the first couple episodes, there's a lot of areas for improvement, you know. Um, and I'll get more used to doing this and all that. But, um, yeah, just fucking get the ball rolling. Just do something. Do something rather than nothing, you know. Got to start somewhere. So that's what we're doing. And, um, you know, I'm glad you, you guys are enjoying it. Um, I'm glad this is well received because um, I think it's cool and I want to get lots of people on, you know. Kind of just be able to showcase, you know, people in the area um, that, you know, make music. But not only that, you know, have discussions about all sorts of things. Um, yes, but we'll see where we go. Um, so, so what do I want to do this episode? What do I want to talk about? Yeah, so i got a new EP coming out. Um, as most of you know, um, I've been going on about that. Um, it's coming soon, quite soon. It'll be out by the end of the year, hopefully much sooner. Hopefully, like, I don't want it to be out any later than the end of November, but ideally it will be out in October. Um, but we'll see, you know, I don't, I don't rush it, you know. Let it, let it fall into place, let it be perfect. I'd rather it be delayed a bit than come out shit, you know. Um, yeah, it's, I do that with all, all my music, you know. Like, I have, like, every year I release an EP just about. I didn't release one 2017, or was it 18? I didn't release one 2018 because I, I, I didn't finish it, and then I ended up releasing that 2019. That was already dead. And if you listen to that, you know, it's by far the best thing I've ever released. And it is that because I didn't rush it. And I got Caleb Colton to mix it. Shout out to Caleb Colton. And he mixed it amazingly. I didn't rush him, you know. Um, I mean, he's mixing my shit. I'm not going to put the pressure on him to get it done quickly. And, you know, he's good at what he does. I want to let him take the time he needs to do it. Lucky Munts um, mastered it. Shout out. Um, and he killed that master, man. Um, I never really mastered any of my own shit or had it mastered. I mastered it myself. But um, Adam mastered that for me. And that came out fucking unreal. It really just brought the project together. Like the last track on there, Never Fall. Um, I wasn't even sure if I wanted to release it. That's my favorite track I've ever made now. And I wasn't even sure whether I liked it that much. And me and Caleb went back and forth with the mixing on there, added a few layers. Um, there's a slight pitch shift on the hook. Some of you might notice that. You might not. It's real subtle, but it kind of gives it a bit more um, force. And then um, Adam mixed, uh, mastered that, and it came out unreal. And I was like, fuck yeah. Just is hectic. Um, so yeah, I take my time with these things. So that's why the EP's been out. Uh, you know, it's not out yet. Um, it's almost all finished. Got to record one more song, which is not going to take me long. Um, and I'm waiting on a verse from B. Shaw from Fourth Place. Shout out and uh, Caleb Colton. Um, so we've got some got a special track on there with the Southeast Boys. Um, really excited for that. Really excited to get that out there. But I'm taking my time with it. Um, yeah, so the EP. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, because I wanted to do this podcast before I start putting out videos and that, just so I can kind of give a bit of an insight, a bit of context to the EP, you know, chat a bit of shit, you know, big talk for the sake of big talk. Um, so, yeah, so this will be my kind of like annual release. I try to get an EP out every year. That's my, that's my goal each year is to get an EP out um, and make it better than the last one. Um, and you know as well as shows in that which we haven't been able to do which is a shame um, because we we had some like good shows lined up and that um, oh yeah and I got some songs with Cousin Leth and Be Sure Caleb Colton and we wanted to do them live and it was going to go you know would have gone off man but um, you know it's a shame 
hopefully early next year we can start playing live shows i hope i hope that's how it works out um but yeah so i mean i already did release an ep this year i don't know if how many of you have heard that it's with cousin leth joint ep three tracks uh heavyweights it's called uh it's pretty much a grime ep um as you know i'm not really a grime mc but I try to be versatile as fuck. That's one of the main things I try to do in my music. And I have been doing for the last few years. I just try to be versatile so I can do any beat, any style. And then I can kind of really be um, broad and versatile with my with my, my skills and my music to be able to you know, express myself better with the versatility. Um, but yeah, that came out like February. We're just going to do a single. And then the beat that I was leasing um, from True Hippie in the UK... I think he produced um, some beats for Chillin' It, actually. Um, and then I saw he had a thing like, buy one beat, get two free or some shit. And I was like, oi, Leth, do you want to turn this into a three-track EP? And of course, you know, Cousin Leth, his work rate is, you know, higher than anyone. Even soon, Cousin Leth will have released more music than me. Currently, I've released way more music than anyone else in the Southeast. Um, since 2012, you know, three mixtapes, 2012 and 2013. 2015 EP, 2016 EP, 2017, like, LP mixtape, 2019 EP, then I've got another EP that I released, Heavyweights, I'm talking about now, plus I've got a bunch of promos, I've released a shitload of music, um, but Cousin Leth, man, his work rate, he might beat that, he just pumps track out after track, and it's fucking sick, and all his music is good, man, it's all very good, he doesn't miss a beat, so... Um, yeah, so we had that, we got that project going, um, we pumped that out there, um, that was sick, um, my favourite track on that's On Point, you know, I've been keen to perform that live, we wanted to do a video for it as well, but you know, we'll see, um, see what happens with all this shit going on, um, yeah, so, I, I was working on this other project that I've got going, um, it's gonna be like the, kind of the companion to Already Dead, like the sequel, and it's going to be called Alive, right? That's what I was working on, an album, not an EP, an album. Um, and I got that to, I worked on that a lot. I cut some tracks, got it down to 10 tracks, nearly had it all recorded, waiting on a few verses though. And I had that kind of, earlier this year, I was kind of like, all right, that's nearly done. And um, I was just waiting on verses and that pretty much, you know. Um, and I was, you know, a bit busy with, obviously it's been a bit of a wild year. Um, you know, it's a real unique year for everyone because it's a fucking pandemic. But, um... As well as that, I think that amplifies a lot of whatever personal um, things might come up naturally. You know, either way, you know, you'll have your own shit that comes up. But being locked down and with all this other shit going on, it kind of amplifies that. So it's a bit of a heavy year for everyone, um, for some of the same reasons and some different reasons. You know, including myself. Um, and so you know, I've got to be busy. So I wasn't working on a live. I was waiting on some verses, and you know, some other life experiences that I had, which I won't talk about now because I talk about that in the EP. Um, I like to leave as much to the music as possible. Um, and then I just started writing some shit, you know. I just, I kind of needed to get some things out, um, express myself, um, based on some experiences I had and some thoughts I had, which is what my music always is, you know. It's self-expression. It's an expression of, like, my mind, my thoughts, who I am, um, my beliefs, my perceptions um, at that time. It's like a documentation of who I am at that time, so I can kind of process it get it out, understand it, and then move on to, like, kind of improving myself after that. Um, so I started writing this, um, it's just some couple, a couple tracks, um, 
I started with Perception. I released another single this year, Perception. Um, so I've already released like, you know, a bit of music this year. I released the, that EP. Okay, yeah, before I was saying, I don't, the last thing I released was that video, um, Unordained, but I fucking forgot. I released Heavyweight EP with Cousin Leth and I released Perception, um, which on Spotify, all that, um, as a single. And so Perception, the content in that is kind of what is the same content in Already Dead, uh, sorry, in this new EP, Ford Laser Dreams. Um, I'll go into the title soon. Um, so Perception was me expressing that sort of shit, you know, and talking about um, what was on my mind. Just like, it's like a kind of a side side thing while I was working on Alive. I was like, all right, let me just put some shit out here, write about some shit. Because if I've got something, you know, big happening on my mind, I need to write about it. I need to make a song to to kind of get that out. Otherwise, it's just like, I feel like I need to um, make, a, make music or at least write music in order to process um, certain things, you know. That's kind of my way of doing it. You know, other people do it with certain, with art. Maybe other people go to therapy or whatever it is. Um, I make music, you know. That's what gets me, um, helps me understand myself better. Um, that's, you know, one of the main reasons I make music, to understand myself better. Uh, you know, I love music, I love making it and that, but I guess what I do with it is understand myself better. That's like one of the main themes. Um, so yeah, I made Perception, I put that out, and I was kind of like, not really done with the subject matter. Um, so it was kind of like, I needed to, I still needed to write some shit, so I was like, alright, while I'm, while I'm waiting on some verses for Alive, let me just start um, writing some other shit. So I wasn't done with the, the subject matter. I wasn't ready to keep working on um, Alive at that point. And at, the, at that same time, I started looking at um, finding some, looking at more beats. You know, there's this producer that I'm doing a lot of songs with from Sydney called Grinny. Shout out to Grinny. He makes some sick beats. He's pretty low key, pretty underground. Um, but his beats are fucking good, man. Um, and they're real like, he's got a good selection of like, they're like Aussie rap beats. You know what I mean? He he makes them like, he'll release like cursor type beat, hooligan hefs type beat. So it's it's really like um, kind of like modern. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's with the current culture, the current style of Aussie hip hop, um, which you know, um, if you want to make topical music, those beats are good. Anyway, they're banging beats. Um, point is, he makes fucking bangers, right? So, I started listening to some of those beats, and sometimes if you're a rapper, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. You'll hear a certain beat, and you'll have no choice but to write to it. And at least with me, certain beats just demand certain subject matter. And certain beats demand I say certain things. Like, I'll chuck a beat on, and sometimes I, I have to say what this beat's telling me to say. It's like, oh, I'm writing that, that's what I've got to say, I can't help it. Um, so, I started writing these tracks, um, and with that kind of subject matter, similar to Perception. And it was, and it started off one track, two track, and the first track I was like, Ford Laser Dreams, that was kind of part of the hook on there, and I was like, fuck, that sounds cool, Ford Laser Dreams, I like that, it kind of just came up as I was writing it, you know what I mean? And so I was like, alright, that sounds fucking sick, and um, I had that, so I had that one track, Ford Laser Dreams, and um, and then I started listening to some other beats, and started writing some more, and then I, before I knew it, I had like two or three tracks there, that I'd kind of written just here and there, while I was, you know, um, saying what was on my mind and that and how I was feeling. 
and they, you know, they connected together, similar subject matter. Um, and so it got to the point where I was like, fuck, you know, I might have another EP on my hands here. Um, and, you know, as it turns out, I did. And so I had like maybe three or four tracks. Um, and so I thought, fuck, you know, this is, I'm going to call this Ford Laser Dreams. Um, that sounds good. Um, and it tied together and, you know, it's conceptual and all this shit. Um, and so I was like, all right, what I might do is, you know, this kind of accidentally came together. And I was like, all right, this is going to be like a side project. Um, I'll, I'll put this out as kind of, in the meantime, before I put out a live, I'll release this. And um, it was supposed to just be small, like four or five tracks, and just quickly chuck it out. But the more I worked on it, I was like, I had to release it like properly, you know, not just as like a quick side project. I thought, nah, fuck it. And um, it deserves more than that. Um, so I was like, fuck it, I'm going to make this the same way I make any project, put a lot of time into it, make it as good as it can be, do some videos and that. And even if it takes a bit longer to get it out um, than I initially thought and I initially was, you know, saying it would, that's all right um, because it's going to be fucking sick. And I wanted to make the most of it. And I'm really, um, I was really liking the kind of, subject matter in it and the analogies that the whole concept was based around I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more soon um but i don't want to talk about it too much you know i'll leave it to the music and that and like later episode i might talk about it more but i don't want to give too much insight before you listen to it better just take it and you know experience it um yourself so yeah it's like so perception kind of kicked that off you know um so for subject matter, perception might give you a taste, but it's very different. Like this, this kind of, it, it's a, it, so it's a concept project, right? Um, you know, just like everything, everything I release is a con- concept project and it's an expression and a representation of my mind and thoughts. So my thoughts, my feelings, my beliefs, my perceptions, my understandings at that time um, and who I am at that time, whatever, whatever that means, you know, um, it's a bigger task than um, an EP to, explain who I am as a person but you know it's my expression of my what goes on in my mind at that time so so yeah um I wanted to approach this a bit more differently than usual um so usually the concept will kind of be like less on the nose um it'll kind of be like peppered throughout but so most people won't really pick it up like already dead the concept of that fuck I don't know if I want to bother going into that um already dead was like, um, nah, look, I can't be fucked talking about the concept of already dead. I'll go into that on another episode. Um, if you if you want to know the concept of already dead, ask me. Um, I'll do it in another episode. Um, or, actually, better, what do you think the concept of already dead is? Um, that'd be good for me to know without me um, explaining it. What do you reckon the concept of already dead is? Like, what was I trying to say there? You know, um... So I wanted to approach this differently and kind of make each track very different, but to tie together in the concept of the whole. So one of the main things I wanted to do with this project was kind of like express the dichotomy of the ego-driven self with the uh, self without the ego. Um, And so obviously, you know, we are one with our ego to an extent. We have to have an ego in order to survive. Um, in order to prioritize ourselves when necessary. Um, and everyone has one, regardless of what they say, regardless of what experiences you might have. Um, 
but it, it's after certain experiences you can kind of um or you know certain self-exploration um or over time you can kind of distinguish yourself as your ego-driven self and as your not ego-driven self perfect example is mike tyson um his whole life you know he's been in he's been his ego because he's had to be right and then afterwards after boxing like a few years ago it wasn't even that long ago he started smoking a lot of weed and he did um five meo dmt um and after that he kind of saw how he wasn't his ego and how he didn't have to be his ego and he could choose to live differently then he started being more peaceful started being more nice he said he's improved himself as a person so much he feels better he's less angry he loves more um, he's way more introspective. If you listen to his podcast, it's called Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. It's good as his insights are fucking good, man. You probably get the wrong idea of Mike Tyson based on what you already know. But if you actually listen to him now, post like psychedelics and weed, he's really interesting, man. And he's one of the people that I respect more than anyone. Um, but then now he's fighting again, right? So he stopped smoking weed again and he's training for a fight. Fighting, you need your ego, right? So now his ego's back. So now we're seeing Mike Tyson as his ego self. Um, so I kind of wanted to express that kind of conflict and struggle within myself from my ego self and myself without the ego. Um, and so I, first track, right? Four Laser Dreams, part one. The ego, that's what it's called. So on that track, I'm really expressing myself from the perspective or the um, from the perspective of my ego, right? So when I, I heard that beat by Grinny, and I was like, bro, I was like, fuck, <laughs> I just got to write whatever shit comes to my mind, whatever ego shit. And then uh, usually I might be like, mm, nah, censor that, you know, change, not censor it, but change that, you know, you don't necessarily stand by that. That's a bit too ego. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to let my ego breathe on this track. And so I did. Um, and then I got the last track is Four Laser Dreams Part 2, The Self. And so that's like the opposite, it's the other side of it. Um, it's my Ford laser dreams through the perspective of myself without the ego. Um, this might sound a bit like, um, vague, um, or a bit ominous, but once you, once you hear it, you'll get what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Um, I'll get the subject matter in mind to, you know, so it makes sense to me, but you haven't heard the project yet. So it might not make that much sense, but once you hear it, you'll, you'll get what I'm saying. Um, and I am discussing this in this much detail for a reason um which i'm going to get to soon um other than just explaining what the ep is um yeah so i wanted to be a bit more brazen and a bit more reckless with some of the tracks and kind of like let different sides of myself kind of breathe to to fit in with like that wider um concept and approach of that of that ep um yeah so different tracks kind of represent different things and there's like definite ego tracks and definite self tracks and then there's tracks where there's both mixed together and that's kind of the main approach that i took with this you know so each track is not necessarily a representation of me completely but the project as a whole is a representation of me which is which is my intention with that um yeah so all right back to alive the original project i was going to release that's going to come out next year um but this year is the year of the ford laser dreams um, unexpected fucking year for everyone with everything, as with me. Um, but you know, gotta gotta run with it. Gotta take it as it comes, um, which is what I've done. So, Ford Laser Dreams, it is. Um, now I do have a a question from 
Cousin Leth, um, which I was going to... I'll go to the questions later, but this is relevant now. Cousin Leth said, what does Ford Laser Dreams mean? Um, it's a good question. You're probably all wondering what the fuck that means too. Um, so I won't go into all of it now. Listen to the EP, like I said. But um, if, you, if you know me, you know I drive a Ford Laser because Ford Lasers are fucking reliable, humble, and affordable cars. Cost effective too, um, and that that ties into the concept of the EP. It's it's an it's an analogy. I'll say that much. It's not literally about Ford lasers, but it's a, it's an analogy. Um, I got this lyric in the this bar in the first track that's coming out as a music video, Ford Laser Dreams Part One. That'll be out soonish. Um, the bar goes Ford Laser Dreams. What the fuck does that mean? That's the dreams and thoughts I had since way back as a teen. The respect for my brothers that are on the fucking team. Replace cash with knowledge and I'm always repping cream. That bar, in a sense, is kind of what Ford Laser Dreams means. At least from the perspective of the ego side of the track. Um, but obviously it ties into the um, whole thing in general. You know, Ford Laser Dreams. The dreams and thoughts I had since way back as a teen. The dream side of it is like, you know, everything I've kind of aspired to be and, who I, and how I am now. You know, how, how I've got to be the person that I am now you know, and the life that I live now, you know, life's good, man, like, I've, I'm fucking playing shows with Forte at large, bro, like, what the fuck, man, I'm not famous, but I've achieved my dreams, I don't need anything more than that, you know, so that's the, that's the, that's the dreams part, and then I got the respect for my brothers that are on the fucking team, so part of the Ford Laser dreams, part of my dreams and what I want in life is to bring my, um, my people with me, you know what I mean, um, success and achievement is nothing without, um, people that you love and people that love you and good relationships um and then replace cash with knowledge and i'm always repping cream well you know the wu-tang song cream cash rules everything around me replace the c with the k for knowledge still cream knowledge rules everything around me that's the way i live my life so that's kind of a bit of an explanation um all right so yeah um another thing that this there's much less filter on this project like in terms of the insights and the things I want to express, kind of as a result of, you know, the direction of my life and then the inability of me to like filter myself too much. I'll try to keep a lot of things private, you know what I mean? I don't like, whilst I express myself in music, I don't express myself too deeply, but I began to do that even just with myself more this year. And so I'm like, all right, you know, this is, this is what I want to do with this music. So I'm going to do that. I, I filtered it less. Um, and, you know, that's kind of leads me to what um, I wanted to talk about in this podcast, some certain things, um, with what I talk about on the EP. Um, but in general, like not just the EP, like what I have talked about in my music in the past. Um, so, you know, in the past, I haven't really cared what other people have like thought of my music. You know, I just kind of put it out, but it's kind of like been inevitable for me to notice over time the certain reception it's had on certain people and there's what like one specific group of people that um you know that I have a that I have a care for how they they interpret it um related to my younger fans and when I say younger fans I mean kids you know like high school kids you know younger than 18 um so I don't feel like I owe a responsibility to anyone for um how they take my music um and I don't think an artist does owe a responsibility to anyone for their art, you know, you make your art, that's your art, 
You know what I mean? Whilst an art is an expression of you, you're not synonymous with your art. And it shouldn't be seen like that. You shouldn't be able to point to art and then go, you are directly responsible for everything you've said there. It's art. The point of art is to not have to judge it and to not have to be fully responsible um, for everything to an extent, right? Um, but I'm kind of choosing to take on that responsibility with um, the, I don't know what to call them, younger fans, young kids, children, I don't know. I was going to say younger fans. Um that, that listen to my music, I'm choosing to take that responsibility on. Um, not because I think I have to, but because I care. And I know that how impressionable um, you can be at that age and how you can misinterpret things that you realize when you're older. Oh, right. Um, and, you know, my music has a message and a particular message and a purpose. And I wouldn't want that to get distorted in the most impressionable people that listen to my music. And I firmly believe that the way to occasion any change in the world or the best the most effective way to make change in the world is to change the education of the youth if you put philosophy mandatory in every school from primary school in 20 years the world would be a vastly happier more loving caring thoughtful place um and so i'm not just going to turn a blind eye to the potential misconceptions young people might have to certain things i say and how i express myself in my music you know so, like, it's, it's, you know, it's no surprise to me or anyone that some aspects of my lyrics might be taken out of context and misrepresented. And they have before. That, that's the style of my music, anyway. And it's who I am. Um, you know, it's, 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 supposed, it's expected um, if you're making art, you know, of any form that you're going to have it misinterpreted or people are going to take it the wrong way and out of context and be misrepresented. It happens with comedians. Um, like comedians, for fuck's sake, they're making jokes and people can still take their jokes out of context. You know, like how fucked is that? <laughs> how fucked is it that as a comedian, people take your joke from your act and then make a headline out of it and try to make you out to be the person who you're representing in this joke or the joke you're making? Like what kind of fucking shit is that? But that's the world we live in, you know? Um, but this isn't in regards to people taking my, like, headlines or anything like that, <laughs> you know, I'm not fortunate enough to have any of them, but just for individual people, um, impressionably or, and misinterpreting what I'm saying in my music, um, just so I can make sure I've got the, the, the right message out there, you know, about certain things that I say, um, because I think it's important, you know, and I, I choose to do that, like, I stand by my artistic expression and the message behind my music, so I want to make clear what that is and any potential um, misinterpretations from from younger people and you know that's why like this like I was saying before this podcast is good a podcast in general a good platform to get insight into people you know in their mind what they think get some discussion going and so I have this platform um, like I've made this podcast and I'm going to use this opportunity to do that um, so when it comes to art um, it's like the nature of people is we're all imperfect, right? And we're all not going to be liked by everyone and not all of us are going to be liked by everyone. And if you're an artist, you put yourself on display. So all of you, the things that are deemed appropriate by certain people, inappropriate, culturally accepted, unaccepted, responsible, irresponsible, this, that, that's all put out there if you're an artist and you want to be honest and express yourself. Um, especially as rappers because we use the spoken word. 
That's why comedians get into shit as well, I think, because they use the spoken word, so people see that's too close to just talking seriously. People see that with rap, that's how you're talking, therefore you're expressing um, like a, a mandated opinion, uh, like a, a mandated call to action or an opinion that you necessarily and completely hold outside of art, which isn't always the case. Um, so, you know, your art's going to reflect that innate imperfection. Um, but that's the point of art. That's that's why we love art, because it shows the array of um, human character and feeling and um, interpretation of um, various interpretations of, of who we are based on our, the way we see ourselves, you know, and we can relate to that a lot. You know, that's why the best art is the most relatable art or the art that makes you feel, you know, even with hip hop, you know, whilst it's about the great thing about hip hop is it's got the art side where it's about what you feel. Music makes you feel. That's a music is supposed to make you feel. If it doesn't make you feel, it's not good. But then we can use the words to actually say something. And that's why I love hip hop because it can make you feel and bring about a mood and a feeling, but it can also say something at the same time. And I try to bring those two things together. Um, I think hip hop with only one, you know, isn't good hip hop unless you're doing it for that specific purpose and that's not your whole thing. And another thing is like, I speak on, not just in my music, but in real life, I speak on a lot of controversial topics. Um, and being, you know, a philosopher, a, you know, studying philosophy, and that's my whole thing, is to question and analyse and not accept things as the way they are. Um, I've always been pretty polarising, and anyone who knows me knows that. They know that I polarise <laughs> a lot. Um, and that's just me being me, me expressing myself me asking questions, me analysing things and not just accepting things. And if that's controversial and polarising to be myself and express myself, I'm cool with that, you know. You know, if that's the cost of being me, hey, I'm happy with it. I love it, you know. Um, and that's, you know, that's another thing I want to say is, you know, um, to the to the younger kids that listen to, listen to my music, um, you know, just be yourself. That's the, that's the most important thing you can do with anything. And, like, it would have been cool if I kind of was told that a bit earlier. I figured it out on my own, you know. But that that's that's life. But um, it's good to know that, you know. And that's kind of the message I want to spread because a lot of music spreads the message of, like, be this or be that. You're not good if you do that. You're uncool if you do that. Um, or they try to just portray something that you have to do to be cool. Just be yourself, for fuck's sake. The specific content that I'm talking about here which I haven't specifically said yet, is um, the content in my music that I'm addressing here is my references to and my discussion of natural but illegal substances. Um, I know that's a real uh, less direct way of saying what I'm saying, but I want to I wanna be specific because that's what I'm talking about, natural but illegal substances. Um and the way I talk about that in my music, if you listen to my music, is there's a bit of the hip-hop way that I talk about it, as, you know, as rappers do. Um, that's part of the hip-hop culture. Um, but the way I talk about, because it's weed that I'm talking about, right? The way I talk about it is in a, a spiritual and a therapeutic context, um, as well as in a hip-hop cultural context. Um, the way the way that I talk about it, and my, my attitude to it, is that... Um, my when I speak about weed in my music, I'm speaking about it in relation to the exploration of self, um, of better understanding my consciousness, like my feelings, my beliefs, and who I am, 
in such a way to get to know myself better so that I can improve myself and understand who I am and what this life experience, this human experience, this conscious experience is about. That's that's my understanding of weed. Um, and that's the way that I talk about it in my music. And um, that's how I think it's best used in that spiritual therapeutic context. And there can be broad topics, um, a broad application of uses in a therapeutic and spiritual context, you know. Um, a spiritual context could be you just trying to understand yourself and get to know yourself better and be more compassionate to yourself. And it helps a lot of people with that. Mike Tyson, perfect example. And so that's, so I want to be clear just with that first, that's the context I talk about weed. Um, I don't try to promote smoking weed. You know, I'm just going to, all right, I should say also, here I'm addressing people under 18, listen to music, kids, right? If you're over 18, I'm not talking to you, you know. Um, as in, I'm not trying to um, tell you what you should and shouldn't do. And I'm not trying to do that with young people either, but I'm just saying this is directly aimed at the young people that listen to my music. So I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to promote it. It's used to, to individuals or to, and to try to make it look cool. That's, that's just definitely not what I'm doing. And I think it's easy to make that misinterpretation when you hear an artist talk about doing something themselves that's instantly taken as an encouragement or, um, you know, kind of promotion of doing that particular thing. And in my case, me talking about weed isn't talking about, isn't me saying you should do it. Um, although, okay, so I'm not trying to promote it to individuals, but one of the main reasons, which I'm going to get to soon as well, is that I talk, I, I want weed to be legalized, right? Um, I want to promote its legalization. Um, and it's, it's kind of ridiculous that I have to explain my discussion of weed only because it's illegal and demonized by the government. And because of that, it's regularly misused and unsafe and it's seen as bad. So I have to preface my discussion of something which should be, which should be legal because when it's used in a responsible way, safely, by adults, it's not harmful at all. When it's used responsibly and safely by adults, it's just not harmful. So... It's a bit ridiculous that I have to explain my discussion of this simply because of the culture and because of the way it's seen and because, I guess, because it's it can be misused, um, especially by by the youth. So that's why I'm having this discussion. That's why, I'm, that's why I'm saying this, so I can get the right message across that I'm trying to say because I would, last thing I'd want is to be mixed up with um, someone promoting drugs to kids because that's not what I'm doing at all. Um, definitely not. That's not me. Anyone knows me. It's not what I'm doing. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to be clear about that. Um, my, my previous approach to this sort of thing, because obviously I'm aware that what I talk about in my music, but I kind of just not addressed it. It hadn't really come up or like been seen as, seen as that important to me, um, to, to address in that sense. Um, but after, after thinking about it for a while, especially recently with the topics that I talk about on this EP, that's kind of what sparked it because I talk about these sorts of things, natural but illegal substances, in relation to spiritual and um, therapeutic use on this EP. So it made me think, hmm, when I'm releasing these music videos and that, how are they going to be seen by by the, the youth? Because um, a lot of people that listen to my music are um, kids. Young kids, you know, I don't mean to call you kids in a condescending way, just mean that you, 
you know, you're a, a minor. Um, and so I thought, all right, I was thinking about it more and more, you know, um, and I thought, all right, I probably should address this. And especially given like who I am and what I stand for um, and the fact that I know there's a lot of young people that listen to my music and in some ways, you know, maybe even um, look up to me or my music because um, I, I sure know that I did to the artists I was listening to when I was um, when I was that age, you know. I looked up to the artists I listened to for good or for bad, in some cases for bad, you know. Um, especially if, you know, they're locals, people that, that know who I am, that can see me around in that. Um, so I thought, you know, it's it's responsibility I have that I'm choosing to take upon, not as like a rapper or an artist, but as a person and who I take myself to be and given what my message is in my music and what I stand for. So my message really always has been be yourself, express yourself, try to understand yourself better, question and analyze everything. Don't be defined by the beliefs and the people around you and the culture. Try to find the truth. And that is essentially the goal of philosophy, which is why I see philosophy is so important because philosophy is about how to live the best life you can live, how to understand yourself and the world in the best way and how to live in the most the way that is most aligned with the truth, how to understand. And I think that leads to flourishing and happiness. Um, and I think everyone does that to an extent, but it's just if you formally undertake philosophy or know what it is and start to look into it specifically, then you can get a lot more benefit from that. Um so that's what my message is in my music. And if you listen to my music, you know that. I've always spoken directly to that. Um, although, you know, it might not always be clear to to the, some of the younger people that listen to my music that don't get that kind of underlying message because it's not always the overt message. Sometimes it's kind of like underlying and, and spread throughout. Or And as well, it's, it gets caught up in the fact that it's hip-hop, you know. And... um I don't just talk about that. I talk about rap shit, you know. I talk about I talk about the way that I live. I talk about what I do. I, you know, um, I express myself, and it's not all about that. You know, it'd be boring if that's all my music was, but it's not. That's just kind of like the underlying message in in a lot of it, and that's what I live by. So naturally, when I express myself, that comes out, um, and I want to be clear about that, and I don't want it to be. I don't want, because of the image and the way my music looks and certain things that I say, like when I talk about weed, I don't want it to be caught up with what other rappers do and what other rappers stand for and talk about, because that's not me. And I don't want it to be, um, I don't want to be grouped in with that same message, because then it'll defeat the purpose of what I'm trying to do here. So I thought, if that's that may be what it looks like at first glance, um, or to some people that haven't thought about it too deeply. So I thought, well, if I don't want that to be the case, then... I'm going to I'm going to address it. I'm I'm going to talk about it. Me talking about smoking weed or even um talking about the use of psychedelics. Um which by the way, you'll notice I there I only talk about substances that you can you can grow yourself and when used correctly and safely and responsibly by adults are harmless. I don't talk about any other drugs for good reason. Um I'm not about that. Um, and I talk about this from my... It's from my own perspective within this kind of spiritual and therapeutic context. It's its not in the context of, hey, this is cool. Do this drug. Listen to this music. Be a sick cunt. 
it's well I'm expressing myself and my journey of self-exploration and understanding through my music and that is a part of what I talk about and that is a part of it but on the surface it might not look like that especially to young kids and I don't want you to think I'm telling you that it's cool to smoke weed or you should smoke weed or you should do this drug or that drug because that's not what I'm doing so that's why I want to be clear about that it's me expressing myself and my journey of understanding and improving myself it's, it's as simple as that. I'm not advocating for anyone else to do what I talk about. This is me, and that's not an advocation for what you should do. What's good for me isn't necessarily what's good for you, right? So that's what that's what I'm trying to say. You know, and as it's art, yeah, it's an expression of um, the self, but sometimes it's, you, you shouldn't, the art is sometimes just art for the sake of art. You know what I mean? Um, so I'd, I'd hate for my art to always get interpreted as kind of a representation of belief and call to action. And in most cases, it is, in most cases it is with me and I, and I do take it seriously like that. Um, but the message there as well is not always one you get at face value and sometimes context helps in the way that you approach it and interpret it. So you don't have that misinterpretation. And so that's, that's why, that's why I'm doing this. Um, and another big thing to kind of give some context as to why I talk about weed in my music and that if like, you know, you're, you're a young kid and you're thinking, well, you talk about weed that much, surely you talk, you want me to use it. You think it's a good idea. We should be all smoking weed and that. Well, one of the main reasons I, I discuss it is for essentially social and political activism. And my music has always been social and political commentary. Anyone that's listened to my music, even since like back in my mixtape days in fucking 2012, when I was in fucking year nine or whatever, um, it's always been social and political and kind of trying to go against the established view of what is right and wrong and what should and shouldn't be done, at least to question that. And it's an expression of my philosophical beliefs and me talking about weed is no different. It's therapeutic, spiritual and philosophical. That's how I talk about it. And in that sense, it's it's more than rap. It's not just me being a rapper talking about weed. It's me being a person who's interested in philosophy and um, understanding the world and trying to advocate for um, a real analysis of um, the world that we live in and ourselves. And part of that is, um, in this case, expressing my belief that... Um, weed should be legal and it's not a bad thing and it can actually be really good when you safely and correctly um if it's you know if the education is out there about how to use it as well and i'm talking about adults here i'm not talking about kids um not good to not not good to fuck with your mind when you're young whether even that even whether that's grog you know what i mean like your mind developing full on when you're young it's still i'm 24 my mind's still developing you know you got to be, and it's it's hard because that's when you want to do all that sort of shit when your mind's developing. It's kind of like it's a bit of a paradox, you know. Um, but you got to look after your mind, you know. You've you only got one. You can replace your bones and your, we you can get your your bones can heal. You can um, heal your body. You can get surgery for your body and your muscles and all that. But if you fuck up your brain, you know, short of um, Elon Musk developing Neuralink um, and brain replacement with 
um, synthetic neurons, you're kind of fucked. Um, so you got to look after it. Um, so my interest in spiritual and philosophical matters come out in my music. Um, and that's me being me expressing myself. And I, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that's the context that it should be seen in. Um, and it's me talking about that. It's, it's bigger, it's bigger than me or, um, an, an individual using it. It's about changing the culture and allowing the benefits through responsible and safe use to be available to adults without judgment or demonization. And hip hop is a music art is a vehicle for social and cultural change. And then as a result, political change. And so, I'm using my hip hop to do that. I'm using my music to do that. That's that's um one of the main things I'm doing. Um because I fucking love rap. I love music. And if I can express my beliefs for what I think is good and um what's wrong in the world, then you know, um I'm I'm doing what I think I should be doing, you know. And I'm and I love it. And you know, music's always been like that. Hip hop's always been like that. You know, it's always been a vehicle for social change. Um, and the best kind of hip-hop is, you know, like Tupac was big in that. Um, that's why Tupac was such a legend. Because Tupac's not the best rapper. Like, he's a, I fucking love Tupac, yeah? He's the best, one of the best hip-hop artists, but he's not the best rapper. You know, his whole image and his fuck you to the government and the culture, that's what made Tupac who he is. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, you should always keep in mind that hip-hop and music can be a vehicle for social change. Um, so, my main point then, what I'm trying to say is that my music is not a glamorization or an encouragement or endorsement of taking any substance for good or bad reasons. It's just me being me and expressing myself and what's good for me isn't necessarily what's good for you and what I think isn't necessarily what you should think. Um... What I would say is think for yourself, research for yourself, get your own answers. Um, whatever you do, do it well and look after your mind. It's it's your most powerful tool. Um, yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that. Um, yeah, so that's just, you know, in relation to my EP coming out, what, I'm, what I talk about on that and, you know, my previous discussions of weed and my music and that. And the fact that I know a lot of young people listen to my music. And I've got younger sisters and younger cousins and that, you know. Um, so, you know, I thought it was a good idea. A good idea to to explain all that and give a bit of context and use this podcast for what it's, what it's here for. Um, now that we're done with that, we can get into some questions, which is my favorite part of Big Talk. All right, let's see what we got. By the way... If you want to put in questions for future episodes, go onto my Instagram, Big One Luca G Southeast. Um, I always chuck up a post before I do an episode. Whatever questions you want me to answer, whether it's about random dumb shit, want me to tell a story, ask my opinion on something music related, politics related, philosophy related, absolutely anything, you just ask me. All right, let's see what we got. All right, so we got we got questions from. Uh, Cousin Leth. Alright, so we already answered the first one earlier. Um, where did the title Ford Laser Dreams come from? Talked about that. The EP's coming soon. The first single is coming soon. Um, 
I hope the first single will definitely be out by the end of the month and the EP will be definitely out by the end of next month. That's it's a big one guarantee. That's got to happen. All right. Uh, next question from Cousin Leth. How many tracks are you dropping on this EP? Seven tracks. Um, seven is the magic number. Um, Already Dead had seven tracks. Um, this was... I went back and forth on this one. Like I was saying earlier... Um, I wasn't sure, you know, whether it was going to be a full project or just a little side project. I originally had five tracks, um, four or five, and then I, I got to five, and I was like, all right, cool, five is it, and then I added another track, and then I had another single I wanted to put on it, and then another track, and I was like, all right, should I have it as eight tracks or five? And then I ended up settling on seven. That's why I got one more track to record, and one track I was going to release as a single I'm putting on here. Um which actually has a nice little uh, cameo from B Shaw on there, so that I'm still that I'm still waiting on. Um, so that's part of, part of the hold up in the release. Um, but yeah, that's one to look forward to. Um, yeah, seven tracks, seven tracks. I like for an EP. Depending on w- what it is, five or seven. I don't like to do anything in between. Five if it's a tight five and that's all I need. But um, often seven fills it out a bit more, gives you a bit more, a bit more to chew on. You know what I mean? Um, Cousin Leth again Any features on this one Or just straight big one Good question bro um, We've got features on this one You probably noticed um, I do I, I've made How many I'm just trying to think How many tracks I've released With Caleb Colton Because I was going to say Every project I do I have a Caleb Colton feature on there But I think I've only released One of them um, For real On Already Dead Shout out to Caleb Colton, man. Um, that's a mad track. I love that song. Um, but yeah, the Alive, the next year's project that I was talking about, that's got a fucking hectic Caleb Colton feature on there. Um, that song is a banger. But yeah, this project, um, I've got a track on here with Cousin Leth, B. Shaw, and Caleb Colton. First track we've all done together. Um, so yeah, I'm fucking keen for that. That track is a banger. I've got Cousin Leth's verse... I'm waiting on Baylor to record his, and then I'm just going to send it through to Colt to get his verse. Um, but yeah, it's a fucking banger of a track. Again, produced by Grinny. Shout out to Grinny. Um, and yeah, um, that's. And then I got B. Shaw again on um, a skit on one of these tracks on there. So that's going to be cool. Um, but yeah, I got the boys. Um, yeah, um, it's fucking good to have who are both what I think are some of the best fucking artists. Um, in Victoria and definitely the in or in Melbourne, I don't know much about regional Aussie rap. Uh, the best artists in Melbourne and in their own lanes, especially, and my best mates as well on on tracks, and it's fucking sick. Um, so yeah, keen as fuck for that. Um, shout out to all the boys, legends. Um, Cousin Leth, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Fifty. Cousin Leth, what's the true meaning of life? Alright, a sip of coffee for this one. Yeah, that's a good question, bro. Um, the true meaning of life. So, not the subjective meaning, the true one. Not of the meaning for an individual, but the true meaning. The true meaning of life. The true meaning of life is to discover your own meaning and your own fulfillment things that I think are constant for everyone is to understand themselves better because if you can't understand yourself you can't understand what you want and if you don't know what you want what you 
strive for is not going to make you happy. So understanding yourself is probably the best way to find true meaning. Find who you are, what you want. Strive for that meaning by pursuing what what you love. And I think no matter what, um, positive relationships with people, friends, family, if you can cultivate good relationships with people, that's one of the biggest things in life, man. And it's the thing that kind of takes us by. Um, we don't we don't notice it as much. We just kind of take it for granted. Um, we're focused on all the other things that we think give us meaning, like you know, um, money and um, careers and all that. But the thing that truly makes life meaningful is the people you love. You know, the relationships that you have. Um, and we would be noticing that a lot right now that we can't really see many people. Um, you know, we're all locked down in that. Um, especially us fucking Victorians. Um, but you know, what are you gonna do? Such is life. But yeah. The true meaning of life is to understand who you are and what fulfills you, what you feel compelled to do and cultivate good relationships. It's as good of an answer as I can give without you know, thinking about it for a while and writing it down and trying to flesh it out. Um, all right. Now we've got some questions from B. Shaw. What is your favorite TV show of all time and why is it BoJack Horseman? <laughs> all right, good question. Um... Bojack Horseman is a fucking unreal show. Um, shout out to B. Shaw for giving me that recommendation. Um, that's a fucking unreal show. Um, well, why I think that is so good is because um, it blends so many different aspects. Like, it's so human and relatable. Like, it, the the characters and the relationships that they have and their imperfections and their flaws are, like, so, so real. Um, and... So it's got that relatable, emotional, human experience dynamic. And then at the same time, it's got um, this fucking hilarious... It's a comedy show, you know. It's comedy, drama, animation. It's a mix. But it's fucking hilarious, man. And it's witty humor. It's really intelligent humor. So not only is it that human experience, it's funny as fuck. It's intelligently funny as fuck. And it's fucking animated. Like, it's so good and makes you feel so much. For, and it's an animated show and it ties all those things in together perfectly so yeah that's why I think it's one of the best shows ever made definitely is so fucking good man I recommend that show to anyone um, I think that's one of the things um, B. Shaw wanted to talk about with me um, on this podcast when he comes on B. Shaw will be on on the next episode episode 4 for 4th place um, we've been trying to line that up and we just haven't been able to do it because like I said this fucking episode the third episode's been cursed um, touch wood I don't have any fucking technical difficulties with the recording and all that shit with this one. Um, I fucking hope not. Um, but what I actually think is my favorite show of TV, my favorite TV show of all time, is The Sopranos. Um, such a good show, man. Every season, every episode is fucking unreal. Um, James Gandolfini, such a such a good actor, man. Um, yeah, Sopranos is so good. But I love like um, mafia shit, you know. Um, organized crime shows, especially about the mafia. It's because the culture, man, and the the codes, the the honor, the respect, the way that they live. Um, I love that shit. Um, all right, last question we got from Bailey Shaw. If you only had one day left to live, what would you do? Oh, actually, we've got another question as well. All right, I'll answer this one first. If I only had one day left to live, what would I do? fucking good question man 
Um, that's a sick question. I love that one. Um, well, I'd probably say I woke up in the morning and I was and I found out first thing I woke up. I'd probably try not to panic. I'd go make my cup of coffee. I'd go outside. I'd drink my coffee outside. I'd kind of try to get a bit of, bit of a peaceful state, you know. Um, kind of have some take stock of everything that's going on. Kind of um, reflect a little bit, but not too deeply. Just be in the moment. Then I'd, I'd, uh, I'd catch up with my friends. I'd get all my friends and all my family together. Um, all the people I love. I'd get all the people I love together. Um, I'd have conversations with them. I'd get some good food. I might go to the beach, get some fish and chips, a burger from the fish and chip shop, cheeseburger with bacon and barbecue sauce from the fish and chip shop, a can of Coke, some chips with chicken salt, eat that by the beach with with uh, friends and family, all the people that I love. And then I'd probably play a game of poker with the boys in the evening, listen to Louis Armstrong, um... Roll a few, have a couple beers, and yeah, fade off to sleep, appreciating life and love. Yeah, that's what I'd do if, if I found out I only had one day left to live. At least that's what I think I'd do. Um, who knows what, what we'd actually do under such circumstances you have to really know yourself and been through a lot of ex- a lot of life experiences to know what you do when shit really goes down. Um, all right, actual last question now from Bailey Shaw. <laughs> from anonymous hot girl, why is the Southeast Supergroup the most elite force ever assembled? All right, Southeast Supergroup. For those who don't know, is the um, current name um, placeholder name for the Supergroup. Of the southeast, consisting of Big One Luca G, fourth place Caleb Colton and Cousin Leth, we are the southeast supergroup. Um, you know, as it turns out, all of us are like best mates anyway. Um, and you know, one by one, we all started making music, and we're all and and so we've been making a lot of music together lately. We've been trying to, and we've you know got plans to make an EP as a, a group. We don't have a name for it yet, just Southeast Supergroup. That's probably what the name will end up being, man. Um, why is it the most elite force ever assembled? Man, <laughs> because not, all right, we've got killer chemistry as people and artists, so that will show madly on the tracks because we know each other so well and we're so comfortable with each other. We're such good mates as it is. Um, and we're all so fucking different in our music. You know, you've got Caleb Colton who makes really creative, melodic, uh, vibey, for a lack of a better word, um, kind of hip-hop mixed with R&B, um, kind of like trap infusion, and man, it's so even hard to put a name on the genre of Caleb Colton's music, it's that versatile, and it's that good, man. Caleb Colton is absolutely killer in his lane. You've got Cousin Leth, the fucking grime extraordinaire, the fucking bar spitter, Oh man, like I'd never heard anyone spit as many bars and as many good bars as Cousin Leth always. Um, 
he just comes through mad with the energy. And I relate to that a lot as well because I think I'm most similar to I'm similar to Cousin Leth in that regard, that we like to come through with energy and bars. And you got fourth place, um, Elmo on the Beats, who makes some fucking killer beats, which I've got one on my EP, Ford Laser Dreams. Um, that's a good track. And B Shaw comes in with the fucking the the energetic, the witty, the fucking the, he's got the energy, the wit the bars, and the flow. He's like, Bailey's on some hip-hop shit. You know what I mean? B-Shaw comes in there as a hip-hop artist, and he makes some really interesting shit. Um, he's got this track unreleased, fourth place. You know, the one with the sample from fucking whatever it is. I don't want to give too much info. Please release that track. That's fucking good. Um, what other tracks has B-Shaw released at a fourth place that are fucking unreal? Hell, that's such a good track. Um... Fuck, there's others. The last one he released, 4.30. I think that's what it's called. Fucking killer track, though. Um, yeah, B-Shaw comes in there and rides the beat swell. Um, and then you got me with, like I was saying before, I've got my philosophical expression, but then I've also got that hard hip-hop shit, that big one shit, the chieftain shit. You know, the shit that you know me for, that vintage, classic, big one sort of shit. And you get a lot of that on this EP. And you put all that together, you get the Southeast Supergroup. And that's why it's the most elite force ever assembled. It's, yeah. Man, I can't wait to release some of the shit that we've got done together. Um, on this EP, a track with the four of us. First ever supergroup track. Um, but yeah, that's why. That's why, bro. Um, Alright, let me just double check. We've got no more questions. Um, Alright. Alright, that's it for the questions. But now, what I'm going to do... I'm going to do the first uh, installment of a new segment we've got on here on Big Talk um, that I've been um, thinking about doing. We're going to we're gonna call someone up. We're going to see if they pick up and we're going to have a, a phone segment. That's what a phone segment of Big Talk. All right, I'm going to call Cousin Leth. Let's see if Cousin Leth's got something to say. All right. Let's see, Cousin Leth. Let's hope he picks up. Welcome to the voice. <laughs> Shame. Alright, Cousin Left is not picking up. Thanks, bro. You missed out on being the first uh, first guest on the phone segment of Big Talk. Alright, let's call let's call B Shaw. Let's see if we can get something out of him. Call ended before it started. Alright, let me hit him on another line. Be sure. What's going on, bro? I'm just in the middle of recording Big Talk. You're the first guest on our phone segment. Hey, what's going on, yeah. everybody? <laughs> I thought I'd surprise you with that. Um, you might you might not be happy to know that I tried Cousin Leth first, but he didn't pick up. Oh, fucking dog cunt. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right. No, I'll give yeah. him a little preview of episode four. What do, you, what do you got for me? Yeah, well, I just um, 
I just addressed all those questions you asked, um, which were some good questions. Um, spoke a bit on BoJack Horseman, but I didn't go into too much detail because I said um, we're going to talk about that on the next episode. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, um, that question you asked about the the um, what I would do if it was if I found out it was my last day to live. Oh fuck yeah! What would you do? Uh, wait for the episode, bro. Wait for the episode. It's a good question with a good answer. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was just talking about the Southeast Supergroup, you know, how we've got such good, um, a good dynamic. Yeah, fucking nice, bro. Did, uh, I heard uh, some anonymous hot girl sent in the question yeah. about the Southeast. Did yeah. you find out who that was? Nah, I didn't find out who it is, man. Um, anonymous hot girl, you know, if you want to just um, slide in either of the Supergroup's DMs, then, you know, that that'd be great. Nah, respect it. But yeah, I was saying um, we got this track on um, Ford Laser Dreams with um, the supergroup on it, and that's the first supergroup track that we've got together. These motherfuckers aren't ready for it. No I'm way. You, not no way. Fucking oath, man. Oh, man. It's <laughs> it's going to be huge. It's going to be something different. Absolutely is. Yeah. Well, I was just saying, nearly finished. Just waiting on a couple verses. Um, as soon as you get that verse in, then I can... Um, you know, tidy that up, almost get it ready to master, um, get Caleb Colton's verse, and then um, it can come out soon. But yeah, yeah fucking anybody earth. with uh, half a brain can piece together who uh, who's holding up the progress <laughs> of this track. <laughs> I'll wear the blame for that, and I'll cover Caleb Colton too and say that he can't really jump in until I'm done. Yeah, yeah. So I'll wear the blame for that. I'll, uh, I definitely will not break any lockdown laws. Uh, <laughs> In order to get that recorded, but not at all. Yeah, no laws will be broken, officer. Absolutely not. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you can't put a time limit on perfection, bro. Um, however long it takes, it's all about the finished product. That's it. Fucking hell. Anything you want to um, let the people know? Anything you're working on? You got coming out soon? Oh, we can talk about it in episode four, bro. I don't yeah. really know. Um, yeah. You know me. I fucking I don't know my dick from my ass when it comes yeah. to when I'm really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah, nah, fucking oath. Um, yeah, well, we'll have something out next week, but uh, yeah. we we know how these things go, man. Yeah. I, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to put it out into the universe. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I was just talking about that unreleased track you've got with that fucking um the sample the fucking. I don't know how to describe it. You know that track, the one that I keep saying how good it is. Ah, yeah, the fucking, the Pokemon sample yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one, yeah. That's been, it's been in the burner since uh, Australia Day last year, uh, this year. Oh. But Dude, I'm waiting. I clip for it, and with all, the, uh, with all the fucking restrictions stuff, it's been really hard to put yeah. together a high-quality clip, so. Yeah, man. I feel like uh, we can wait, because that one, like, not to, not to sound like a fuckwit, but that one's a little bit timeless, like, it's yeah. not really, it's not really under any time constraint, so I'm happy yeah. to wait. Takes another year before that song comes out. I'm yeah, happy about for sure. That's not going to date at all. Um, that's yeah. such a good track, bro. That track's fucking like that gives me like the shivers when I listen to that. It's it's fucking good, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. It's one of those like strokes of genius, you know. Like every now and then we make like a track that's like stands out so much from all our other tracks. Ah, uh, fuck, that's funny. I appreciate that, bro. Yeah, it, uh, it, it has to be the one where I get on my uh, psychopathic. Yeah, yeah. Fucking oath, man. But that's like, that's like, it's like somewhere in the core of you, and it doesn't always come out. But when you let that breathe, it's fucking unreal to hear that on a track. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. I appreciate it. I don't yeah. know uh, how the people will react, but I'm glad I've got your cosign. Yeah, oh, bro. Like if you got big ones cosign, fuck the people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. The people will love it. But yeah, the clips have been suffering for for everyone because um, of the lockdown. I would have, you know, ideally had more clips out um, by now. 
as well. Yeah, fuck yeah. I don't know. Uh, like, it's a, it's a fine line between, you know, just grabbing a camera and making something shit in your backyard yeah. just for the sake of putting something out. Yeah, yeah, um, no shit. I don't know. I've been filming a lot in the studio, but it's just, uh, it doesn't really come out as well as you want it to. Yeah, I know. You want to get something to, like, kind of fit the um, fit the, the level that you think the song is at. Yeah, but you know, I got this episode of Big Talk. I thought I'll get something out, um, talk about some shit before I start releasing this EP, um, and then I can we can get the fourth episode going as soon as we can, which will be soon. Yeah, fuck yeah, we'll film it in a fucking park if we have to. Oh yeah, fucking oath. We'll, we'll get it done. Like, what do you reckon? Like, should be done within the next like I don't know. In the next month, we'll get the fourth episode, surely. If it's not done within the next couple of weeks, I've failed you and the people. <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't happen. Then let's hope we don't fail the people. Yeah, that's it, boy. Yeah. All right, fucking oath, man. Uh, cheers for picking up. Um, no worries, bro. Very much looking forward to listening to the episode. Yeah, well, look, I'm going to start editing it tonight. I'm going to... This is this has been a good episode. Um, it wasn't like the... It's not cursed. The curse of the third episode has been lifted. Fucking oath. I'd love to hear it. So, yeah, fucking oath, bro. Cheers for being on. Um, I'll talk to you soon. No worries, man. Take it easy. Southeast, boy. Southeast. Peace, bro. All right, fucking oath. Shout out to B. Shaw, fourth place. All right, that's about it. Um, fucking Ford Laser Dreams coming soon. Single coming soon. More podcast episodes coming soon. Um, yeah, big talk. Um, by the time this is out, I should have it or very soon have this on Spotify as well, the podcasts. So yeah, um, fucking oath. Thanks for listening. Shout out to you. Um, yeah, fucking oath, big talk, southeast. Also, tell me who you want on the next episode, or future episodes. Be sure's coming on the next episode, episode four. Tell me who you want on future episodes. Um, any artist, anyone, I'm open to, to whatever, whoever. If you want to send in questions, put them in the comments if you want, or you just hit me on Instagram, Big One Luca G Southeast, or Facebook, Big One Luca G. Facebook's fucking whack. Um, all social media is whack, fuck it all, but I don't really use Facebook. Um, yeah, hit me on Instagram. Um, send in questions, suggestions, this, that, music coming soon, Spotify. Again, Big One Luca G, Southeast, Big Talk. It's fucking O.